Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you. Thanks for spending some of that time here uh, with us. Here's what the BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like uh, for a Wednesday. We'll start with David Eicholt, who covers Iowa. Uh, We will um, get the recap of yesterday's press conferences, media availabilities, McNamara, Ferentz, some of the players, etc. Regani with a pretty good soundbite. Wasn't been able to be used in its entirety, uh, but a pretty good one nonetheless. Uh, So David Eicholt will join us at 1130. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, uh, Alec Bussey, who covers, who's took over for Nick Oson uh, on the Cyclones beat, he's going to make his first appearance with us uh, in the uh, in the noon hour uh, at some point. So uh, that that's tomorrow. I Colt today, then Mitch Holtis, the voice of the uh, winless Kansas City Chiefs. Trent, uh, you're just dancing on their grave over there, aren't you? Yeah. Right. Uh, the, uh, and by the way, Chris Jones' holdout, which is over, yeah. might have been the worst one in the history of holdouts. It cost him money. Yeah, he got nothing out of it. He lost money. He lost a million bucks. Right. I guess you didn't have to go to, didn't have to go to training camp if you're looking for a silver lining. Um, and then all I, of a sudden, uh, a string quad. Right. Yeah. That could be. Against we'll, Jacksonville, we'll playing in the heat, playing the humidity. Oof. Well, maybe I should have gone through camp. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, just uh, anyways, he's back, and he's a hell of a player. Uh, all kidding aside, he is a hell mm-hmm. of a player. Uh, but uh, we'll talk to Mitch Holtis coming up here at about 11.50. We'll kick off our number two with Dane Mozatani, who we're going to catch at uh, the airport. What's the airport Minneapolis called? It's just Minneapolis. The Minneapolis airport. Uh, we'll catch, him, uh, catch up with him there. It's been a while since I've been through there, uh, They've since they redid it. A couple of times, but I don't fly Delta very often. Uh, so we'll talk to Dane Mazzutani on the Vikings as he gets ready to jump on his plane and head to Philadelphia to cover them for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Then off to Chicago. Cappy uh, will be here uh, at 1230 uh, before Trent's plays of the day before we get out of here. Obviously with Cappy, a lot of Cubs, a lot of Justin Fields. Uh, is the shine starting to wear off on Fields a little bit? Oh, it's off. You think it is? Yeah. I mean, we've heard about it. We've been waiting for that improvement to happen as a mm-hmm. passer, and it hasn't come. Not yet, has it? No. I'm with you. And I was, look, I bought into him. You did. I bought into him. I you thought tried was, to sell me I many did. times. I did. I mean, you can run like the wind. He can fly. But he's a great running back. To, he, he's a great running back. But as a quarterback, you're going to be asked to throw the ball, and from time to time you have to you know, look away from your primary target and go to that second and third read. Mm-hmm. And he's not good at that. No, not at all. We, uh, I, I watched one of those clips that kind of break down a Hubert few Hubert Humphrey passes. Airport. It's, I knew there was a name. It's MSP. Minneapolis-St. Paul. That's what it is on your ticket, right? Yeah. Minneapolis-St. Paul, anyways. Yeah, Hubert's got enough names out and stuff. Well, they tore one of his buildings down. <laughs> they did. I think he'll be okay with it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. You're I know I'm the one. Weirdo. I'm the one. I love the Metrodome, whether it be getting blown out when you open up that door, the guards don't want you walking out of at the end of the games, and just the wind pushes you out. That was the fun part. Yeah, well, there was that, and the fact that you knew you were going to drive for, uh, in my case, eight hours, a lot of years, yeah. <laughs> and know that I was going to see a game. Uh, but anyways, um, so we digress. So we'll get Dame Zatani as the Vikings head to Philadelphia. I don't want to say staring down the barrel of 0-2, but Philadelphia was not impressive, I don't think. Or, conversely, should I be giving the Patriots a little more credit? I think that's the direction you'd like me to go, because 
You've been on this team, and I've been thinking, everybody I talk to about football when it's just me having a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, Condon's all over this team, and I quite frankly Their defense is great. Yeah. I think they have a chance to be really good. Now, we talked a little bit yesterday about the odds, the updated odds in the AFC East after, of course, the Aaron Rodgers injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Circa still has the Bills favored. Dolphins right behind them, I believe. I, I was looking at it this morning. In fact, let me pull them up here and see what circuit. While has. you're doing that, we came up. We uh, asked you a couple of times or during the show yesterday about the Dolphins Super Bowl odds, mm-hmm. and you went to one of them was fifteen to one. I opened circuit last night, nineteen to one. Oh, really? Yeah. So better shop price. around. Shop well, around. Always right. Where are you going to find that best price? Normally, yeah. yeah. Normally, you're going to do so with circuit. So I jumped on the Dolphins last night Super Bowl. So this is what circuit has right now for the AFC East. I got three division odds. I think that are intriguing right now. Okay. Bills plus one fifty. Yep. I wouldn't be confident making that nope, bet. No, nope, no, nope. no. Dolphins plus one sixty eight. And the Bills have oh the Raiders this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they'll get right. Yep. Jets plus four fifty. What was what was the Dolphins? I'm sorry, I talked uh, about plus one sixty eight. One sixty eight. Just okay. a smidge higher than yep. the Bills. And the Patriots are plus seven thirty five. There again, uh-huh. shop around. Uh-huh. DraftKings yesterday was nine to one, but Patriots plus seven thirty five. I don't think the Patriots can go 12 and 5. I don't even know if they can go 11 and 6, but can they go 10 and 7 and get a tiebreaker with that defense? From what I saw, I think so. Mm-hmm. Just the competency of an offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing. <laughs> Instead of a defensive coordinator right. calling plays. Yeah. Where That's is Patricia? Clear. He's in Philly, isn't he? Is that where you ended up? I think he is. Yeah. I, I just think that the price is right at those kind of odds. I just, I believe it's going to happen a whole lot more. Not that they're great, not that they're elite, but with Miami, boy, they look great. Ugh. But they don't look real good defensively. Now, Justin Herbert has a part of that. Yep. Justin Herbert and final drive. Mm-hmm. You know, the Herbert narrative, too, and I fall victim to it a lot. I'm like, About what, he hasn't won a playoff game? Win a playoff game, yeah. bring him back. He has 13 fourth-quarter comebacks. He's unbelievable, Trent. He's a good quarterback. But he, he really... also has the other side. Sure. And there's the dud moment, and he's got a lot of those, and they stack up. Mm-hmm. Now, is it their style of play, and they play a lot more close games? Maybe that's the reason that those bad moments probably stick in my mind more, and the good ones stick in your mind, and that's probably where our back-and-forth really comes on this team. But, yeah, back, back to that. So, division odds, NFC North. Lions are still the favorite. Got to lay minus 115 Packers right now. have to be the second choice. They are. Plus 275 now. Hopefully and you could have got them at what? Six to one, did you say? Uh, plus 550. 550? I got a couple tickets okay. when we talked this summer. It went off, I think, at around four to one. Maybe a little bit So you got that. them at the right time. Yes. Vikings currently are plus 425. No thanks. No. And the Bears are 11 to one. No thanks. Even at the, How high would it have to be for you to throw 20 bucks on them to win the division? 20 to one? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Probably. I mean, there's very uh, yeah, a uh, very low likelihood I would even consider yeah. it. But and the other one that's intriguing to me, AFC North. Yes, this really surprised me. Again, this is at Circa Division odds are currently available there. AFC North. So hang on a second because I, I it's 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 not the Steelers, but then no. who is it after that? Cleveland had a nice win. Cincinnati mm-hmm. got embarrassed. Joe Burrow had what did he have? For, uh, what did he throw for under hundred? Yeah, it was like. 68 68 or, yeah, two or something yeah. like that. Um, and Baltimore's Baltimore. Right. I got to think the Ravens are the favorite. The Bengals are the second choice. And the Brownies still with Deshaun Watson are third and then Steelers four. Uh, you got the first three all wrong. The betting favorite something? is still Cincinnati. Really? Plus 195. Browns are now the second choice. Mm. 
plus 225. And the Ravens right behind him, plus 235. But still, and then the Steelers are plus, plus 670. I, you know the Ravens are my team. Like you and the Chargers, mm-hmm. the Ravens are my team that I just, I'm enamored with. I have them every single year. That was a good, hard-earned win. Wow. Zay Flowers? John, I bought some Rookie of the Year on him. Did you? Yeah, I did. He's he looked 12, the part, didn't I think he? 12-to-1. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's really good. Um, and how good is this weekend going to be? We get Baltimore and Cincinnati this yes. weekend. Have you looked at the schedule? It's good. It's really good. It's a lot good. better in college, that's oh for sure. Oh, my God, by a mile. By a mile. Green Bay Atlanta's got a little sizzle That's to it. fun. We get to see rookie quarterbacks with the Colts and Texans, mm-hmm. and who can finally get a win on that one? Seattle in somewhat of a desperate spot going, going to, Detroit. to Detroit. That's not easy. Detroit coming off a long layoff. I mean, that, they played opening night. That has a chance to be kind of a shootout, yeah. 34-31 type of game. I think that'll be fun. I'll throw Chargers-Tennessee yes, as a good game. Absolutely. You mentioned Ravens-Bengals. You got the Chiefs against the Jets. You know, normally I would just gloss right over that because it's Jacksonville, but you're 100% right. That's a good game. Yeah, it's it's a different Jacksonville team. And they had them on the ropes a year ago mm-hmm. in Kansas City in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 49ers-Rams with what the Rams did in Week 1. It's at least worth a glance in the late afternoon window. I agree. Giants, desperate, going to what we think is a bad Arizona team. They hung around at Washington in week one. They did. And the spotlight game. Well, which was the spotlight game. Is now lost so much luster with the Mm -hmm. Jets going to the Cowboys. But can the Cowboys' domination continue? I saw that the Eagles are still the betting favorite to win the NFC East. Is that worth something? If you're going to grab the Cowboys, do it now. I think the Cowboys were as impressive as anybody uh, this past weekend. I really did. Commanders-Broncos, I mean, it might be 13-10, but it'll be a close game mm-hmm. at the very least. Mm-hmm. And then we get Sunday Night Football. And I'm looking forward to it because I want to see the Patriots and see yeah. what uh, see if I see what you saw. Yes. For Just that reason. See if, and if that defense yeah. shows up against Miami. Whew. Well, they're going to be tested because Miami's offense is coming. And yes, then the double is. dip on Monday night. So I know that you're no longer alive in Survivor Trend. Oh, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up again. How many more times are you going to hear that? Now, I, well, as long I guess as I stay alive. I, I, I turned that knife a few yeah. times a year. Yeah, just I, a I do recall that last year. And trend. it kind of lasted throughout the spring and the summer. Yeah. And Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So yes. we have three. three. We lost the Vikings. We had the, we had the Vikings. We got knocked out of one. We had two on the Commanders and uh, one on Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Who, do you, who do you feel most confident? confident in this weekend probably buffalo that's who i i, I took i doubled up mm-hmm. and then took buffalo there's i i we each submit our picks right yeah and it's a um you know consensus i've put two of them i used two of my three picks on the niners hmm. going to rams because i don't buy the rams and I do buy the Niners. Road division And it's game. a divisional game. I yeah. get it. And road. I was outvoted. I mean, I know that I, I know that we're not using them. Um, I think Buffalo is probably the safest bet this weekend, yeah. don't you? Now, what does Buffalo have towards the end of the season? Are they either on Thanksgiving? They're not on Thanksgiving. I know that for sure. Are they part of the Christmas group? They would be, no. They play not. on Saturday the 23rd. Is that when the big part of the schedule is? Let's see. No, I think it's the... T- yeah, that's the big part of the schedule. Then 24th, 25th. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, yeah, because Christmas is its own day. Those right. three games. Right. Everything before it, including the Thursday night game, mm-hmm. the two on Saturday, and the rest of them on Sunday are its own week. Right. But then Christmas Day, those three, which has the Chiefs at home against the Raiders, Eagles-Giants... And 49ers Ravens. That's the one you want to. Pre- 49ers Ravens. Yeah. Coin flip. You got to save the Chiefs. You have to save the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's called Circus Survivor. Yes, right. you want you to, have survive to survive. survive until that point. But what they contest with over 8,000 entries, yeah. 
and 20 different weeks in this contest. It has, You have mm. to look forward with it. You have to map it out. You just do. So week number one, there were, what was there, over just north of 9,100 entries in mm-hmm. the contest. 1,992 are thrown by the wayside after one week. Including me. Including <laughs> my out. partner. Out! Yeah, with the Vikings. But think about that. Almost 2,000 of the 9,000 are already out. That's this contest is a bitch. It, really it truly is. is. All right, let's get back. Let's do local. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah Shannon yesterday, the appeal was heard. The appeal was denied. Uh, Ferentz had some strong words. We know how he feels about it. Noah Shannon with a, uh, I thought, a very gracious um statement towards the fans and to his Iowa or his time at the University of Iowa. I don't think that the punishment, and I can't even say the crime because there is no crime. I don't think the punishment fits the incident. We'll put it at that. Um, But on the other hand, you know, you're not supposed to bet. Yeah. Now here's what, here's where I'll stop when after that. And, and because I'm not in a soapbox, but I will say that these punishments were in place long before PASPA was ever overturned. Mm-hmm. Now, what is Pat, what are you talking about? That's uh, um, professional. I don't know what it stands for. That's what that's what um, outlawed sports wagering back in the 1990s, which was just overturned, what, five years ago in New Jersey, yep. therefore uh, paving the way for states to offer sports wagering. But those rules are antiquated now because sports betting did not was was illegal everywhere in the country. That needs to change. Noah Shannon should be sure suspended um but not for the year. Not for the year. For making a bet, yes on his university, but not on his sport. Not on and, his sport. and he didn't bet on his team or against his and team. And was not underage when he placed the bet. And even betting on Big 10 games. That also I think is that one where at minimum, a year-long suspension, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're going up against, yeah, you got friends all over the, I would think, all over the Big Ten. People you played with, sure. you went to camps went to, with. Yeah, went to high school with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. That, you're getting into that seedier territory right. when you're talking about your own sport. Even if it's mm-hmm. not your own team, right? your own sport, absolutely. Yeah, my roommate my, my, my roommate at uh, camp was, was a quarterback. I'll yeah. text I'm gonna, him. I'm going to text him. Yeah. Hey, is he really out? Is that receiver really out? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't do it. Right. But if he if he's betting on the Iowa women as they're making their run, and, and he the, doesn't have a girlfriend on the team, right. he doesn't. You know, it's not something like that where he does have inside information. Mm-hmm. You have to have. You would feel. But I, do a we bit. do we know if he bet against the Iowa women or, or on or, them? I believe. Uh, well, then you, yeah, yeah. Same kind of. I mean, it's. I get it, and I am not here to cry that Noah Shannon got it wrong because ultimately he knew. Mm-hmm. They all did. He made a mistake. Yeah. Now it sucks and he admits he made a mistake. His collegiate career is over. But mm-hmm. here's something I found out today from a family member of one of the student athletes. I won't tell which school, but that has been involved in this. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned to me that if you bet on, again, not your team, because that's the ultimate no-no. Right, you're done. Then. But like Noah Shannon betting on Iowa wins basketball. Uh-huh. Say Noah Shannon was a redshirt freshman. His collegiate career is over. There is still the NCAA is making a start a hard stance. You're not coming back. Mm-hmm. Not only that, we thought NAIA was an opportunity. It's not. This family member has found out that is not the case. So Hunter Deckers is going to do what? His football career at the collegiate level. So he can't go to Dort. That right. He can't go to Northwestern College. He can't go to Morningside. He cannot go play. From what I was told this morning, NAIA is not 
an opportunity right now. Hmm. This family you member would also know told the Woodleys would know this answer. Yeah. The Can you go to Grandview? Grandview, yeah, great, great, yeah, an AIA, absolutely. That is what I heard. An- another component to this is the way this was put in place for the student athletes. As they were brought in and they said, we're going to work with you, the council at both Iowa and Iowa State, we're going to work with you, try to get the suspension. And without having their own council, sign this. And it sounds like, at least the way this family member passed along to me, that they were coerced? Yes. That was the way that it was termed towards me. That they did not have their own counsel. They just signed this. We're going to work with you. And then it was more about protecting the brand. So who's in the room? Who's sitting around the table when the, when the uh, paper that they ultimately were asked to sign? The Were there coaches? No. It would be... Like their council, their, their, their attorney, whoever's, lawyer. Yeah, university whoever's representing the university, but not yes. their own lawyer. Correct. Mm-hmm. And maybe didn't get the backing that they thought they were going to I from see. the university council. Uh-huh. Disappointing to hear that. And this was at both schools. This is how it was relayed to me. Hmm. That's too bad. Yeah, it is. That's that. That's not right. But, but yeah, to, for the guys that are... Freshmen, sophomores, so, still have college eligibility, yeah. and it's completely over? Oof. That doesn't sound right either. No. Just for a basketball player that bet on football, for a track athlete that uh, bet on a basketball And game. did so when he's of legal age. Yes. Your career uh-huh. at any collegiate level. Uh, the rules need to be changed. Again, these, um, and I'm guessing this, I'm just guessing this, but uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm right in this case. The, the, these rules have been in place for decades, mm-hmm. yeah. long before sports wagering um, was even thought of uh, at some point it's going to be legal in the United States. Because for the longest time, there was it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard that a million times, and I worked in the industry. Right. It's never going to happen. And then all of a sudden it happened. It did so in New Jersey, and boom. Once New Jersey goes, everybody wants a piece. The year-long suspension, I'm okay with. Yeah, it sucks. And mm-hmm. it sucks that, yeah, it's happened in our state. We, we've talked about that. Yeah. But the Iowa DCI can't go to Wisconsin. No, and this isn't, I, I, I read this one the other day. Some, some of the Nebraska boosters got a, an Iowa politician friend that, I mean, come on. Yeah, let's, let's stay out of those kind of weeds. Right. It's not reality. This was a, started because a baseball player used his mother's uh, ID. ID, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. And she thought, oh, somebody's, I'm a victim of uh, identity. So somebody stole my identity. And that's just all the whole thing got going. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I was being a made example of. Iowa State's being made mm-hmm. an example of. The NCAA. Well, in some ways they are because yeah. they, they are going to be on in every boardroom. Don't oh, do what happened. Well, look what happened over in Iowa. You can't do it. And right. this is now going to be part of the education process for every university across mm-hmm. the country. They're going to point mm-hmm. here. And it sucks that it had to happen in our state. But these guys still knew. Yeah. They still knew. Yeah, and they did. Um, they knew going in. But again, uh, the, the the rules have been in place for decades. This is long past that they uh, that they move on. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to uh, a couple of, a couple of uh, guests in our number one, including Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. All of a sudden, this, uh, this Chiefs-Jacksonville game. I don't Staring know. in the barrel of Owen too? You don't you think so? No. I don't either. I, I can't see that happen. The Mazer wants to join the program and he's welcome to do so. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing Good. today? What's well, up? Christmas morning, huh? Yeah. 
Love it. Uh, hey, do you think do you think this is the NCAA's way of like staying relevant by really digging their heels into the ground with, this, with these rules? I mean, they kind of lost the handle on the NIL, and this yeah. is another way of just staying like policing it. I hope that's not the case, Mazer. Um, I, I want to believe that they're, they're all adults in the room, but look at I, I don't know when it comes to the NCAA, they're a bit impossible to read, and they still are. I mean, eventually the three football conferences are going to tell them to go up a rope and they're going to form their own thing and they're just going to have what to rule over like cross country and track and stuff. They ain't going to like that. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true. It's true. It's coming. No offense to those athletes. I'm sorry. Still. I didn't hear what you said. Sorry. I said, I said no offense to those athletes. Right, right. Still, the, the, the football is just too big a thing for them to uh, get governed over by such small, petty stuff, I feel. Yeah. Uh, Mazer, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Hey, take care, guys. Yeah, Bye. Yeah, good to talk to you. Um, Year-long suspension, fine. Lifetime ban. It's too much. It is. Too much. And If you bet on your own team, it's fine. In order to go to an NAIA school, you have to be in good standing with the NCAA. That's the way the rules are currently. Why don't you text Woodley? Because he would know. what. There's a million Woodleys, but eventually you'll get to the right one. Well, and uh, one of the Woodleys just texted me and said just that. Yeah, I said, you have to be in good standing at the NCAA for an NAI school to accept. There you go. There's now can that change? It could, but as it's currently constructed, mm-hmm. you have to be in good standing with the NCAA to transfer to the NAI. I would love to know when that rule was written. It's got to be decades old. Seventy-two. Yeah, I'm guessing that's probably not yeah. far off trend. Yeah, uh, it's eleven twenty-five. David Eichelt will join us next. Uh, we will pick his brain on what he heard at the uh, Iowa press conference yesterday. What did Campbell say? Did you hear the quote? Oh, about the quarterback? Yeah, that uh, something. I mean, Rook's a hell of a player. He's a let's, stud. Let's just put that out there yes. right off the His bat. His brother was a stud, and he's yes. a stud. They're great. Ohio has a quarterback when healthy. When healthy, and he got he missed a ton of time last year. He got mm-hmm. hurt in game one this year. Yes, uh, and they lost that game, and they've bounced back and won two straight. Um, I don't know what they. Played. He said it's the toughest quarterback they'll see this year. The toughest? Yeah. Is that a little the shot toughest at quarterback who they saw last week? The toughest quarterback. Yeah. A little shade, right? I guess. I mean, did you th- I don't. Would that would that have been on purpose? Did he do that? I don't think. I don't so. think he would no, have. Either. It's a throwaway line. Yeah, I think it is too. You're just you're hyping up the team that you're playing mm-hmm. this week. I mean, and legitimately so. Yeah, it's a road trip. This is this, this is, is not an easy one. There's a reason you're only a two point favorite. Now, having said that, win the damn football game because yeah. if you don't, it's really tough for that path to six. I jumped on Iowa State when it was two and a half. What's it, it now? A four. Is it? Going up, getting some cyclone steam coming Is in. Is that on this right? One. Good. Yeah, absolutely. And if they win it by one, that's fine. Yeah, I hope it's sharp money that's moving it that way. Usually early in the week. Not early always. in the week. Not yeah, always. Early in the week. Uh, they, they attack the lines, what they think are wrong. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, hour one again. We will uh, uh, talk to Eicholt and then Mitch Holtis. Hour two, Dane Mazzatani covers the Vikings for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. We'll catch him as he uh, boards his plane for Philadelphia. And then Cappy off to Chicago. Miller and Condon off on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. 
It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Station 106.3. bets off. Now back to Middle and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Just past Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. David Eicholt uh, momentarily. Uh, Lee Corso is going to put on the headgear for the 400th time this wow. Saturday. Pick number 400 on college game day. Man, he's been around a long time. Jesus. What an institution he is. Nah, been. he is. He is. He is. It's all got to come to an end at mm-hmm. some time, right? Uh, do so before you're pushed. Um, Anyways, Lee Corso, 400th pick coming up this Saturday. They will be in Boulder. So will the Fox crew for a 9 o'clock game on ESPN. Dion, yeah, he's moving the needles. David Eicholt, how are you? Good to talk to you. What's new in your world, David Eicholt? What's going on, fellas? Appreciate you having me. But, uh, yeah, man, we're right back in the full swing of things. Very, very excited about it. And, uh, you know, it'll be a nice little tune-up game we get to watch on Saturday before the real big one begins. I was going to say, it kind of feels like a calm before the storm in in a lot of ways uh, with Western Michigan coming in. So uh, let's let's start with the uh, the player uh, uh, opportunities yesterday, press avails yesterday. Uh, Go whichever direction, but uh, what's what's one or two things uh, that you uh, took away from the press conference? Yeah, I think number one, we have to start with Noah Shannon. His career at Iowa has come to an end. His appeal was officially denied by the NCAA. Kirk Ferentz ripped the, quote, nameless and faceless committee. And I think it's absolutely wild that he has no idea who made the decision for Noah Shannon. But, you know, we've kind of talked about this, you know, to an end point. But I still think it's absolutely ridiculous that his career is coming to an end for not breaking a law and not betting on his own football team. So I want to make sure that's clear. He did not break any laws. But number two, on the football side of things, Cade McNamara is fully practicing again. He's, mm. he's a full participant. It's the first time he's done that. He, said, he also said he's the healthiest he has been in a month. Does that open up Iowa's playbook a little bit more? I think so. But I also think we're seeing Iowa start to have some new wrinkles in what they want to run, I think. You know, the third and ones against Iowa State are a very good point to kind of look at. Iowa broke tendencies that led to some big plays with the tight ends. They're running some counters. Jazzy and Patterson looks like a guy who I think should be the number two back on this team. I think he's the most explosive runner out of that backfield, probably since Brandon Wegher, maybe that first or second step. Well, he was really, yeah, he was quick. So I would say those are probably the two notable takeaways. But number three, I think the wide receiver, wide receiver room's hungry. And I think this is the week you have to get them involved. Uh, there's no doubt. And it feels like this offense, it's better than last year. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And though the numbers don't exactly show up currently, you can see that it feels like they are getting close. Is that more just optimism? Or do you see the same thing, David, that maybe they're not going to average 25 points a game, but they are markably improved from what they were a year ago? Oh, it's night and day. Look, again, you can look at the points. You can look at a couple other things, but... Number one, Iowa scored 24 points on the first two drives in the first two games combined. I think they, they need to find a way to tune up the offense in the second and third quarters. But how many big plays have, has Iowa been close to hitting? 
I mean, you think about the 91-yarder, which would have went to Deontay Vines. That was a walk-in touchdown, I think, at that point. I think there was a pass to Caleb Brown that got bad down at the line, but that pass gets through. That's likely a touchdown as well. You just see breaking one more tackle. I was so close to breaking open so many plays, and of course that's going to need to happen. You can't have those failed executions when it comes to a Penn State, when it comes to some of these teams, a Wisconsin that Iowa is going to play later as well. I think Iowa is right on the cusp of things. I think this past week against Iowa State, we saw how valuable those two weeks of fall camp would have been for Cade McNamara mm-hmm. had he been able to practice because it just seemed like the timing was just a little bit off. But I wish I could remember who said it yesterday. I think it was Jay Higgins. He said it only takes one defensive player to make a great defensive play. It takes all 11 offensive players to make a great offensive play. So if one person's out of position for Iowa's offense, it can blow up the entire play. Um, so, again, I think they're close, but we can't keep talking about that. We need to be able to see some actual execution and some of that explosive plays. Were you surprised that Harris goes uh, right back into his starting role? Lee's been good. Uh, I get Harris won the job in all likelihood, but, um, I mean, how will they break that up? Will, will Harris see significantly more playing time? Uh, is Lee now relegated to that, uh, you know, number two spot on the depth chart? Yeah, I, I was with you. I was a little bit surprised. I think Jamari Harris, if he's healthy and he kind of continues that trajectory we saw in 2021, I think he's an NFL-caliber corner. I don't know how early he'd be, potentially be drafted, but he's a guy who could probably play on Sundays. But Deshaun Lee, man, I, it, it's a tough sell for me unless you have seen so much improvement from Jamari through spring, through fall camp. It's a tough sell for me to throw him right back in that starting role just given how good Deshaun Lee is. And if you look at his stats, there's something else that needs to be pointed out about him. He got picked on, and he rose to the challenge and really did not allow much because if you have Cooper DeGene yeah. on one side of the field, the teams know that. They're not going to look to throw at Cooper. They're going to throw at the young player who just gets thrown into that role. But I think he shined. I think Deshaun Lee is going to be a hands-down starter next season. But I trust the coaching staff. I'm not one to question Phil Parker and which defensive back he's going to play. And if they have faith in Jamari Harris, that he can step back into that role and continue his progression that we saw, you know, 18, 19 months ago, then I think people should just kind of go with it. Saw a different look out of the run game, and we mentioned Jazzy on Patterson and the juice that he added to the running game there. A lot more counters. Is this something, because of the limitations of McNamara moving, not able to use that outside zone and then bootleg out of it, do you believe that's the case, or is this becoming more of a staple? Is this something we're going to see throughout the season? More counter, more hat-on-hat blocking from this offensive line? You know, I think that's an interesting question. I think they really got away from the outside zone because of Cade, but I also think they see the success that some of those counters have had, some of those halfback tosses as well, those reverse plays to Cade and Weechen. I'd like to see Caleb Brown get a couple of those reverses because I think the ball needs to be in his hands. Mm-hmm. I know he hasn't played a ton of snaps, but that's the highest upside guy in that room. But I think given the success and given how Iowa has tried to break tendency through these first couple of games, I don't think it's going to be a quote-unquote staple, but I think it's more on film that teams are going to have to prepare for because I think the most frustrating thing for Iowa fans, for the media covering them last season, was it was so predictable every single time Iowa's offense took the field what they were going to do. And I really don't think, for the most part, that that's been the case this season. So I think when you have a guy with Patterson's explosiveness and skill set, 
they need to continue to find a way to get Caleb Johnson some open opportunities because I don't think he's had a ton of room to really work with. Uh, but I do think that they're going to continue to kind of expand the playbook. And I think now that Cade is supposedly fully healthy, I think, you know, the offense is in a very interesting spot. But let's be real, guys. There's no excuse for them not to put up 40-plus this weekend. It's a must. No, absolutely is. Having said that, though, I'm not sure that let, – let's say he is 100%, and I believe that he's trending in that direction. I, I kind of go in the, uh, go at this game with, you know, let's kind of just keep doing what we're doing and then go to those uh, other areas of the playbook in, when it comes to Penn State. I mean, you don't, I don't know if you want to, you know, put that out there, put that on tape for them uh, to have – um, in, in advance of that football game. We'll see. And one of the, I want to go back to, um, you know, the wide receiver, because I couldn't agree with you more. It's time. Why haven't they been involved at this point? Is it just because, you know, it's easy to have that security blanket, in this case, two of them, uh, in Lachey and, uh, Eric All, uh, who are going to, um, you know, eat up a lot of catches? Why have the wide receivers seemingly not been involved, uh, so far in the first two? Yeah, you know, I think part of it obviously is the chemistry and then the timing between Cade and the wide receivers. But I also think you need to look – I'm talking about Iowa State specifically. Look at that matchup. And I've said this. As much as people think I clown on Iowa State, they have a very, very good defense. They have a very good secondary. I would say – I think they've got a very good defense. In the country. Yeah, I think their defense overall is really good. I think their secondary is deeper than Iowa's. I think Iowa's top two or three are better. But I think Iowa State's is deeper. Iowa, for the first time in two two or three years, they're two deep in wide receivers, fully scholarship guys, but they're still getting acquainted to the system. Caleb Brown got here in June. Mm-hmm. Deontay Vines, you know, has missed a lot of time with injury. Obviously, Nico's been here since I've been here, started covering the team back in 2018. <laughs> um, but they have some pieces there. But I also think you look at the matchup. You have Eric All, you have Luke Lachey in the tight end room, who I think are two Sunday guys. Look at the Iowa State linebacker, and they had a senior and they had two freshmen. If I'm Iowa's offense and I'm looking at that matchup, why would you stress getting the ball in the perimeter? You have Patterson, who really exploded during that game. I would make the freshman linebackers stop the NFL-caliber tight ends. Yeah. I think that's the way Iowa tried to attack the Iowa State defense. But again, this week, Western Michigan likes to blitz. Cade's talked about those isolation opportunities. This is a game where I like to call the offense, screw it, he's down there somewhere, and throw the ball and let your wide receivers and let your big-time playmakers make the play or at least put them in a position to make the play. I think Iowa's got to fire the ball downfield and really get some confidence in that wide receiver room before they go to Penn State, who I think, again, is one of the best defenses in the country, and they have playoff expectations over there. Just one sack out of the defense. That's kind of been the headline through two games. But just overall, how big of a step back do you think this defense has taken from what we've seen the last two years? I think we're really going to find out in a couple weeks. I think Iowa's defense, I still think it's the top 10 unit. I personally am not worried about the sack numbers because I think if you look at the way teams have attacked Iowa in the past two weeks, they're really utilizing quick routes, quick passing. The ball does not stay in that backfield very long. So teams are trying to neutralize that defensive line. And so there's been very limited opportunities for them to really get after it. And Iowa has not blitzed as much either. Let's keep that in mind because they've had to check out of a few things just given the looks that the offense has given uh, the Iowa defense. So I think it's a step back. I still like to see some more consistent safety play. I like to see Iowa not, I don't want to say fold, but give up late touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They've done that in each of the past couple weeks. Obviously, Utah State was number two defense. 
But I also think the linebacker room is going to continue to get better. I still have faith in the defensive line, and I'm very curious how much Jamari Harris is going to be able to boost it. But it's a Phil Parker defense, man. I, I still think it's a top 10 defense in the country, and I think people should expect that, and I know they expect that of themselves. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, so far uh, through two weeks on the Big Ten West? Uh, garbage, yeah. garbage, and flaming hot garbage. And I said before the season, there's no excuse Iowa should not win the Big Ten West. There's there's zero. I think it's a failure if they don't. It's a horrible division. I would argue the worst division maybe in maybe in the past 10 years. It's up there, certainly, yeah. I think. I, I'm not impressed with anybody but maybe Wisconsin, who I think will pull it together. A lot of room to improve. David Eicholt, uh, great stuff. David, what do you got coming up this week at Hawkeye Insider? Anything you'd like to promote? Full, uh, full Western Michigan preview coverage. Sean's been all over the basketball and football recruiting stuff. I'm going to have a couple of special swarm casts here the next couple of weeks with some familiar guests that Iowa fans might want to uh, pay attention to. So uh, stay locked in the Hawkeye Insider. And uh, it's football season, guys. I'm just happy to actually have something fun to watch on TV again. Ditto, my friend. Ditto. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Dave. We'll talk to you in the week's head. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Take care. Have a good week. Yep, you do the same. David Eicholt, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of 24-7 Sports. Um, 40 points for that offense? No. 30? No. 27. You think that's what the number is? How much uh, How much of the second half does McNamara play in your scenario? Two drives. Two drives, So, but he does see the second half. Sees the second yeah. half. Yeah, but not the fourth quarter. They're up 17 nothing at the half. One you drive. think that's what it's going to be, 17 zip? Yeah. You're more of a believer than... I am. <laughs> I guess I am, yeah, true. Yeah, and have been for the last couple of years, and you've thrown cold water on it, and you've been right. Oh, boy. I But I do feel there's potential. You couldn't see that the last two years. No, look at the offensive line play. It's significantly better. It's still not great. No, but it's significantly better. There's only one way to go. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. Uh, look, I'm not so sure that Patterson's not the best running back in the room. You know, we saw Caleb Johnson, though. He's I special. did last year. He is. But we didn't see Patterson last year, with the exception of a few, right. a few carries. Um, in fact, that was one of my predictions, that he would elevate himself on the depth chart, that he would go past Williams mm-hmm. at some point. I'm starting to think maybe under you know undervalued him a little bit. Cause it's a great problem to have. It is. Caleb Johnson's talent. He is. There's no doubt. But Jazz Patterson is... just opening some eyes, man. And is he a he's a red shirt freshman? Though he right? played a little bit, he stayed under the four. He stayed under freshman. that number, yep. right? Eleven forty five. Mitch Holtus will join us next. It's the Chiefs and the Jags as the Chiefs head on the road. Uh, Mitch will join us next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three dot net. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Take you until 1 o'clock. Coming up, hour number two, Dane Mazzatani covers the Vikings for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And the Capman will join us on Chicago Sports. Right now, Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. They head to Jacksonville to take on Trevor Lawrence and company uh, this weekend. Uh, Papa John Central yeah. Iowa joins our sponsors as Mitch joins us. Hello, Mitch. Hey, good morning, you guys. Good to talk to you. Um, boy, last week, that, that's just so weird, right? All the dropped passes, a game that seemingly, I mean, it's just, it was, you just draw a line through that one. It's just one of those days. And, I'm, and I sound like I'm not giving the Lions any credit and they deserve it. But boy, oh boy, it seems yeah. like uh, the Chiefs let, left a lot on the field. Well, let's just give an email uh, alert to your Viking fans, which there are many in Des Moines or the northern, uh, north of town especially is the alert that the Lions are much better. That team is to be reckoned with. Mm. So this was not a, oh, my gosh, uh, like a Colts loss last year. Right. Right. It wasn't that same feeling. Uh, However, the analogy for the Chiefs in this game was like, sorry, but get get out of breath here, running to get to you guys. Uh, Twelve runners left on base in a baseball game, and five of those were at third with less than two outs. Right. I, if you review the video of the game, and again, this is nothing to take away from the Lions. The Chiefs could have won that game six times. It was there. 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 And it did not happen. So, uh, very difficult to lose that game, considering those circumstances. But the other side of this was the Bengals get embarrassed. Yeah. The Bills lose a game they shouldn't have lost. The division, everybody loses but the Raiders, and they beat a division team to win their game. Mm -hmm. The difference is this team we're playing this week, the Jaguars, who right now, on September the 13th, I would tell you, I'll buy you Papa John's pizza if they're not the one seed. Uh, They're going to be the team to be chased here for the next three to four months. Uh, The Jags are for real. They're good. They're scheduled. uh, And they came out of the weekend unscathed unlike everybody else in the AFC, sans the Dolphins. Chris Jones is back. That's a big one, certainly getting him back out there, and we know what an impact he'll make to that team defensively. What kind of snap count are we looking? How limited is he going to be his first time out there? Not enough precincts have counted to give you a definitive answer (laughs) to see how this week goes, but we also have to be realistic here, guys. This isn't playing Madden. The fact that, one, Chris Jones had an incredible year last year, He was the best player in the interior defensive line in the whole NFL because he had a phenomenal training camp. I told you guys every day, I mean, this guy's tearing it up. If he continues this, he'll be Aaron Donald. He became Aaron Donald. This year with no training camp, that is a blank screen. And the fact that he has not had nine on seven, he's not had one-on-ones, he's not had 11 on 11, and half those practices in pads, maybe the Cats brothers put on pads and they worked out. I don't know, but... Mm -hmm. The point in here is you've got to be careful, and Coach will be. Coach is always very uh, cautionary uh, this. So if he plays, I think it will be a very calculated snap count. Uh, to your point, Tramp, but I don't know what that count would be right now. Hmm. Of course, the other name that uh, was missing was Travis Kelsey, and what's his status this Oof. week? Same thing. Uh, this thing, I, I think it's going to go all the way up to uh, game time. Hmm. And in these kind of deals, it sounds weird, but... 
when you go on the road, it's different. You've got a bus ride to the airport. You've got barometric pressure on a plane. You're on the road the night before, and it's not your normal environs where you can sit there and you know nurse that knee. They'll do it as much as they can on the road, but I think it'll again be a game-time decision. I'll be shocked if it's not, but hopefully it can go and go some. Once again, keep in mind, Coach Reed and, and uh, Rick Burkholter have been, if they err, it's the side of caution, and I appreciate that. So do the players. But they will not rush him onto the field uh, unless they think he's totally ready. It is Jacksonville, a team that was right there in Arrowhead a year ago in January yeah, during were. that playoff game. Improvements. Yes, Kelvin Ridley looked like an absolute stud out there coming off of his suspension. What do you see when you look at this Jacksonville team and how much maybe better they were than even a year ago? Trent, they're better. Just put it down. I do know that. The precincts have been counted. They're better, and I think in areas they're much better. Now, this... Let's go back to November. I might even have mentioned this uh, because I said we played the Titans and Jags back-to-back mid-November, and I said, think of the slip and surge here because I think the Jags, when they played us for th- after they played us for three and six, <laughs> and they go on to um, you know surge to the end while the Titans slipped. Well, the surge has continued, and you mentioned Ridley. Why they're way better is that Calvin Ridley, because of his great talent, has made Christian Kirk better. He's made Zay Jones better. He's made Evan Ingram better. Travis Etienne now has a running mate, a Tank Bigsby, the big dude from Auburn, to play in the red zone. They have got weapons all over the field. The offensive line might be right now their weak spot because their left tackle is suspended. And the Colts did get after him, you know. But defensively, they're as good as last year. And they've got the front middle black back. They've got Josh Allen, three sacks last week, led the league. Hmm. They've got Foya Luakon, who's a tackle machine, and a secondary that's a ball-hawking group that plays very physical. They've got it all, man. There's not a huge weakness on this Jaguar team. And they got a, a kicker that if it comes down to it, and I've seen it a million times, Brandon Brand McManus, most times you can count on him. Yep. Uh, so so he well, saw and the, and the Broncos cut him to where they were at. They had Riley Patterson. I know. Broncos cut him. What do they do? In two days, they signed McManus on May the 25th mm-hmm. after the Broncos cut him May 23, trade Riley Patterson to the Lions, and how they've got McManus. And this is also a superbly coached team with Doug Peterson, who comes from our family. Yes, indeed he does. So this is what's your, what we're, I'm hearing you say is this is not the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars of old. This is a legit no, football team. No, 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 no. This is a good team getting better. They needed some form and substance, and that came in the person of Doug Peterson who is trying to become, he, he will make NFL history if he's the first guy to win a Super Bowl with two different franchises. And, and Dougie has that in him. I, I really respect Doug Peterson as a coach and as a person. But they needed some sense and sensibility uh, because they've had some players, but now they're getting more players and a whole lot of sense. This is a Jacksonville team that should have been mentioned throughout all of the discussions with all of the AFC challengers. But right now, they're they're in the one spot to me until proven otherwise. Interesting. Let's. Uh, I know who's in the one spot when it comes to pizza, pizza Mitch Holtis. So do you, Papa John's baby. I know the Cyhawk game just happened. I know there's, you know, half the state or at least is in exultation. The other is in sackcloth and ashes. Does not matter. Papa John's pizza is good for this. It's a great way to celebrate. First of all, it's a great way to enhance any game, NFL, high school, or college. But it also is a great way to celebrate, but it's also great therapy. It will get you back on track. I've had some this week after the Lions loss. I felt like the Iowa State fans. So what do I need? Papa John's Pizza. Very cathartic. It has, uh, I don't want to say magical powers, but 
it may may have them. I never even thought of it that way, but you're probably right. Mitch Holtis, <laughs> voice of the Chiefs. Mitch, we'll, we'll talk to you Trent's next going, what? what? I, didn't know this. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I good stuff. Well, you, we'll uh, Trent will be involved in the conversation next week. It's his bears yeah. uh, coming to Arrowhead <laughs> next week. Uh, okay. Thanks, Mitch. Enjoy Florida. We'll see you. Trent, therapy, bears lost. Take it. I'm, I'm used it. to it. Pop it down. Yeah. See you. Good to talk to you. Mitch Holtz is the voice. Of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, we'll start uh, more NFL football. Dane Mazzatani covers the Minnesota Vikings. We'll talk with him as they try to avoid a 0-2 start. And then off to Chicago with Cappy before Trent's plays of the day. Miller and Condon, an hour to go. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. And oh.